throughout the nation and around the globe. From his heart to yours, it's Dear James Live, bringing you intuitive insight, answers, and advice to your life questions. Hello, beautiful soul family, and welcome to Weekly Wisdom and Insights, your home for spiritually guided transformation and empowerment. I am your host, Dear James, and together with the Unseen Spirit Source and Symphony, we go as guided. We listen to the divine wisdom and grace and move forward in a manner that is far more connected. And you're going to see how, and I'm taking my time with my words this morning because we have a huge... This is our second year anniversary uh, show, and so we began this journey back on the 17th of November, so we're two days shy um, of our two-year anniversary, and it has been such an incredible journey with all of you. Welcome, Jennifer. Um, and the interesting thing about this two-year anniversary is it coincides with the Mars Kazemi, and the Mars Kazemi, a Kazemi is when a planet is in, quote-unquote, the heart of the sun. It means they are together, they're conjunct. Welcome, Alicia. And thus, we begin a new two-year cycle with Mars. And it's coinciding with our two-year anniversary of the show of Weekly Wisdom and Insights. Um, it is also coinciding with one of our, welcome, Elizabeth. Um, with one of our soul family members. It is her birthday, so a big shout out to Olivia. Happy birthday to you. Um, I'm uh, watching in Texas, I am sure. And so we have this beautiful reunion, and that is what the uh, the show, the energies of this moment are. It's called Reunion. Divine Feminine, Strike While the Iron is Hot. And we began this journey um, two years ago, with the return of the Divine Feminine, that there was a very focal point that the Lady Jacqueline and I at that time came together because we wanted to promote, and, and promote meaning to make known, about the return of the Divine Feminine, the energies. And it is such a peak topic, moment, and our future selves, and how we are releasing. We are having welcome, Brigitte. Welcome, Olivia. Um, you're most welcome, Olivia. And how we are moving from the patriarchal Piscean era to the matriarchal Aquarian era. This profound shift. And I was having a conversation over the weekend with Jennifer, one of our soul family members, and this massive epiphany of the fact that it's not that we've been doing it wrong all this time. <laughs> and you'll see how the planets and the energies are all coming together to wake us up, to awaken us to the new. The point is, for any soul that's been here in the last 2,000 plus years, because each, each um, sign, each era of the great wheel, of the great year, the great year is, is a cycle of 26,000 plus years. Each There's 12 signs of the zodiac, so each one spends 2,000 plus years, and that comprises the great year. The point is, we have been in a patriarchal Piscean era for 2,000 plus years. 
That means that we have been leading, leading our lives, leading with our ego mind personalities, Mars, this masculine aspect of ourselves. And thus, when we think, we're always thinking, I think something. That means that as it has been leading, the patriarchal aspect of ourselves has been leading. It means that the matriarchal, that intuition, that knowing, has taken a back seat, a side seat, hasn't even been in the room, depending on who you are, where you are along this journey. And so this is a reunion of the divine feminine and micro-macro. This reunion is within yourself. It is also the whole of the whole. So as we go through today's show and we're looking at these energies, bear in mind, keep in mind, my individual life, the macro, myself, and it doesn't matter whether you're masculine or feminine, you know, uh, male or female, in this lifetime, we are all comprised of both divine masculine, divine feminine. So this is about the micro and the macro. How is this reunion of the divine feminine occurring within you? And how will it take the forefront, the prominent role going forward? And then with this aspect of strike while the iron is hot, because we are meant to, and that sounds very Martian, Mars, masculine, this strike while the iron's hot. However, it's meant in the, in the way that, as we have all been talking about, we need a healthy, masculine, ego mind personality, feminine, intuition, this harmonic balance. And so in this instance, and with the conversation that I had with Jennifer over the weekend, the epiphany was about we have been leading with our minds, ego mind personalities, thinking absent our intuition or not following our intuition, our knowing, our divine feminine, and how this moment is all about, again, flipping the script. And and if you've been watching with us along the way, you will know that that is the moral of the story here. We are changing uh, paradigms. The divine feminine, our intuition, our knowing, our gut, however you want to label it, That force, that receptive force, is taking the lead. And the ego mind personality is going to be placed in service to the soul, the soul source connection. And what does that mean? Because like when we manifest, you know, the the law of attraction, all of these different things that we have been taught, ask for it and you'll be given it. That's very mind, ego, mind, personality. I say to the universe, this is what I want, and that's the way it should be, and that's the way it is, and then I receive it. However, that is absent and devoid of what does the soul say? What did the soul say it would do? Because soul source, they know everything. The soul knows everything. The ego, mind, personality, little. It knows what it wants or doesn't want. It knows things based on experiences. And so it forms judgments and perspectives and perceptions and truths. And then it tells itself stories. 
You see where this is all going? So this has been the last 2,000 plus years, this ego mind personality led cycle. And everything that occurs when we quote unquote think, we think something as opposed to this feeling, knowing something. When we feel it, it's a knowing. It supersedes all of that. We can think one thing, and yet we can know another. And that knowing is where we are going. The knowing is where we are going. So let's jump in with... Yes, wow, two years. Yes, Brigitte, can you imagine? It's two years later. So let's jump in at these current energies. And let me just bring up the main theme. This beautiful image. It is a skeleton key with butterfly wings. These wings of transformation. And it's divine feminine. And you notice and you'll see how this, the flower, uh, the five-pointed flower of Venus looks like the top of this key. So you have this skeleton key, the divine feminine at the top, this reunion, this rebirth, renewal. And then towards the lower part of the key, you see this strike while the iron is hot. And just under that, you see the actual mechanism of the key. And you see how it is mirroring. It's like two pieces facing one another, mirroring each other. And that is the point, divine masculine, divine feminine, in harmony, in balance, in unity, that unlocks yourself, micro, that unlocks the truth, that unlocks the unseen. That, and, and to remember, you are the key. You are the reunion. You are the rebirth. You are the renewal. It's all contained within. And of course, in harmony with the unseen, they come together and it, and it amplifies and magnifies in a way we have not witnessed in this lifetime. And so, welcome, Deborah. And so this is the beauty of this moment, of this reunion, divine feminine, strike while the iron's hot, and this Mars Kazemi. It is about this renewal and this unlocking of everything that is already present within you. It's, It's already there, and we all came in on time for this incredible moment. And so I'm so excited. So, so excited. And we've been talking about this. It's been crescendoing and building to this. So let's let's jump in and look at the main energies really quickly. So our main energies, 11, 15, 20, 23. Of the 11 all month long, it's about peace, relax. It's like take a breath, exhale. And then um, we have double 15s. The day is a 15, which is about authenticity and balance. So we are doubling down on this 15, this authenticity, being your true self. Welcome, Ava. It is about your true authentic self and the harmony and the balance, the the balance of divine masculine and feminine, 
this patriarchal matriarchal. It's simply the, the way that we're going to go about things, the way we go about the new, is that we lead with the divine feminine. We lead with our soul. We lead with our soul source connection. And the ego mind personality comes into alignment in service to, in service with. It's what did my soul say? So it's higher, it's asking a higher question of yourselves. Doesn't matter what we're doing. From the most tangible, I've got the Lady Jacqueline in my head, bring it down, you know, to to the tangible. The choices, everyday choices we make in our lives. It's to ask, what did my soul say it would do? What does my soul want to reveal to me, to show me? And the soul meaning soul source, highest octave of ourselves. It's to ask those questions first and then align ego, mind, personality in service to that experience, that outcome. And I guarantee you, it will always be far more than you would ever have given yourself. It will always be more. And it and it will take more of you until it doesn't. But it'll take more because we got to shift gears. We're changing lanes. We're changing the way we go, we live life. That's why this seems a little, you can see on world affairs, because it's the old way is crumbling. It's dismantling itself. We've done it that way for 2,000 years. We're moving on. The new way is a reunion with the divine feminine aspect of ourselves. Let my soul lead true north. That GPS, God positioning satellite, God meaning higher source, all that is. That that direction, not ego mind personality. The ego mind personality can get lost. That's the big takeaway from this two-year anniversary and where we're going. So doubling down on authenticity and balance to be your authentic, true self. Come what may. And, and this was something that came up in the conversation with, with Jennifer. Authentic, true self. You need to ask yourself, be constantly aware, is this my soul self? Because that's what they're talking about. To be in alignment, to be in harmony, to be in balance, to be an authentic soul self, not ego mind personality self. Ego mind personality self can run roughshod over people, places, and things. Soul self, as pure as pure gets. So it is to be your authentic soul self. And when you're being your soul self, make no apologies. Because it just is. It is pure. It would never think to do something that's not in alignment with highest octave. And thereby, if someone else isn't ready for that authenticity, that's okay. Move forward. Move along. Namaste. I bow to the divine in you. Make no judgments. Simply advance. It's seven all year, all year long. It's a seven year. We have everything we need and we walk with correct discipline. 
the 26 is the 11 and the 15. It's a 26. It's about controlled power. See, it's about, it's about having control of our faculties, con being consciously aware. And then how, because we're in soul source connection, it amplifies, it magnifies, it magnetizes a higher octave. When you add this all together, the 26 and the 7, it becomes a 33. It's master number 33, and it's the most influential master number. So it's combining the most intuitive and the most powerful. We bring it together. It's the most influential. And this is a very interesting thing in the, in the I Ching. Hexagram 33 is retreat, disengage. It does not mean go hide. <laughs> And you'll see how this is most influential. It is to listen, when to act, when to hold. How to respond, not react. How to be proactive, not reactive. And so in this, we'll look at hexagram 33, this retreat, disengage. So this is where we are at the moment. And I'm just going to bring up the two different, I'm showing on my screen here, the Scorpio New Moon, which was on Monday. So we just had the Scorpio New Moon on Monday. And on Friday, we have this Mars Kazemi, where Mars and the Sun are together. And, the, and Mars, the planet Mars, sits in the heart of the Sun. And so, and notice the chart on, so look at the one on the left. It's that tent, the big tent from last week. Big tent, tabernacle. And then when you look at the chart on the right, you'll see how that point, everything keeps pointing to Pluto. What's next to conjunct Pluto, just, just close enough, is the lot of fortune. It's the circle with the X in the middle of it. So I'm going to bring up, to set the stage, I'm going to bring up, well, let's just talk about, I'm going to talk about the Mars Kazemi. Why is this important? Because Mars, divine masculine, the way we've gone about things, and we are resetting. So when a planet comes conjunct with the sun like that and, and has a Kazemi, it transmutes everything. We start a new cycle. This particular cycle of Mars being in Scorpio, its home sign, it's like home turf, it feels very comfortable, hasn't happened in 32 years. So 1991 was the last time this occurred. The Mars Kazemi happens every two years-ish. But this one being in its home sign, not in, not in 32 years. And so this is from Chani Nicholas, an astrologer. Um, and she says, Mars joins the sun once every two years, marking a potent rebirth moment on our path to whatever we're striving for. This Kazemi clarifies our life's mission, cranks up our courage, and reinforces the stamina we need to see this journey through. Strike while the iron is hot. And see, this is about not giving up. Remember that anoretic degree. So Pluto's almost at it. It's at 28 degrees. It's moving back towards that anoretic degree. It's finishing up business. By the end of January, 124-24, Pluto is officially in Aquarius. First time in 246 years since the French and American revolutions, the Industrial Revolution. So we are migrating. We are moving towards the fulfillment. And remember the seven. The, the fulfillment, the foundation of God's word, the fulfillment of things. 
She goes on to say, a Mars Kazemi is an exact conjunction between the sun and Mars, the planet of drive, courage, and agency. As the cosmos's rabble-rouser slips into the golden temple of the sun, its vitality is replenished and clarified. There's a rebirth. There's a, there's a purification. There's a releasing of the past. Whatever is muddying the force of your convictions, the sun's rays burn through it. That includes any outdated defense mechanisms, the chip on the shoulder that's serving no purpose, the tiring battles that are merely distractions. Purified in the sun's cosmic kiln, the mission that is really meant for us will emerge. So this is, again, about anything that is ego, mind, personality, a script, a story, a perception, anything that needs to be purified, cleansed, released, let it go. If it's the chip on your shoulder, it's a, if it's the defense mechanism, because what's really meant for us will emerge. But we've got to go to the soul source, the, the divine feminine, the receptive, to see it, to hear it, to receive it. Unlike Venus Cassimis, uh, which happen every nine months or so, and Mercury Cassimis, which occur six to seven times per year, Mars Cassimis take place every two years. When planets join the sun, they restart a new cycle. You can think of this Cassimi as a fresh call to adventure, an opportunity to start again, your righteous reset button. And there's something really, you know, here we are at our two-year anniversary, and this where it's been building and what comes next. What will it look like? And only the unseen, they guide us. This is where we come together with spirit, source, and symphony, the unseen, and they tell us the truth. They tell us where we're going. Kazemis are always auspicious moments for, plant, for the planet involved, but this Mars Kazemi has extra oomph. That is because Mars's huddle with the sun happens while our warrior is in its home sign of Scorpio. In astrology, there are certain signs that the planets feel more comfortable in. It's as if they're on their home turf with all their resources at hand. Seven year. We have correct discipline, legions, armies. We have everything we need. Mars has special dignity in Scorpio. While here, its strategy will be more of a slow burn than a flurry of fireworks. Think cloak and dagger precision over brute force. So this is about going as guiding, guided. This is about listening. It is not about, you know, blowing up the, you know, the factory and the farm and, and the house. And it's not about blowing things up. It's about correct precision, timing, divine timing, and truth. Truth meaning soul truth. S-O-U-L which means S-O-L-E, soul truth. Not a truth, not my truth, not your truth, not their truth, but the soul truth. Scorpio is just fine waiting for the right moment to strike when maximum impact can be achieved. In a way, we will all be discovering our tactical streaks and inner martial artists. We will be learning to control and contain our, par our power. Third, hexagram 33 retreat. It's about controlling power. As patience becomes a virtue and the ace up our sleeves. It's all about divine timing. It's all about receptive, receptive force as we move into the new, as we move forward. Um, 
as it, as it says here, number four, foundational, number four from the unseen. Up is down and down is up. That reversal of fortune. And then they said, do not give up with exclamation points because we're right on the precipice of everything changing, turning. And then they brought in and they said, the images of the Wheel of Fortune and the World Card. And it is about the cycles of change, the cycles of life. And it is about what comes, the achievement, the possibilities, the success, you know, the chance, the change, the destiny of things. And so here they are saying to us, up is down, down is up. Reversal of fortune. Do not give up. This is where things, and they said, and this lot of fortune. So the wheel of fortune, the lot of fortune. And they said, they asked the question, what's your fortune? What's your fortune? Because remember, again, depending on where we've been on the wheel, whether, whether the experiences we have coming, coming up, whether we perceive them to be positive or negative, they are our lot of fortune. They are our wheel of fortune because our soul chose it. And or it's karmic, it's karma, because where our ego mind personality has been misaligned, out of alignment with the soul, it gets rebalanced. Up is down, down is up. So there's this, and it's number four, it's foundational. So let's move through to our astrological influences. And I'm a little bit heavy, uh, I'm, I'm setting the stage for hexagram 33 with the Mars Kazemi, because Mars representing the divine masculine, the way we go about things in life. And it's having this reset, as it does every two years. However, it's right on time. This is right here as we move into the new. And they said to me about the astrological influences, the theme of it, the first of many, dot, dot, dot. And the intrigue in that, the first of many experiences, the first of many unknowns, the first of many new experiences, unknowns. And one can say, yes, those occur all the time. Yes. However, their point, the unseen's point is, this is the first of many dot, dot, dot in the new. So on 11-11, we had the Mars-Uranus opposition. On Monday, this past Monday, just two days ago, we had the Scorpio new, new moon at 20 degrees Scorpio. And then on Friday coming up is the Mars uh, Kazemi at 24 degrees Scorpio. So this first of many dot, dot, dot. Now let's look at, I want to just quickly bring up the Sabian symbols that go with these. And the Mars Kazemi is an X-ray, uh, it's an X-ray photograph. The capacity to acquire a knowledge of the structural factors in existence. The true philosopher is able to grasp and significantly evaluate what underlies all manifestations of life. One's mind's eye penetrates through the superficialities of existence and perceives the framework that gives an at least relatively permanent form to all organized systems. What this means, what we're talking about here is 
pierce through what's on the surface. When we stay on the surface, it's never what it appears to be. And it's the same that's true here. This leading with the soul is about, life is about penetrating to see that really the soul is, has always been in charge, will always be in charge. It's been an illusion, a fallacy, that the ego mind personality is in charge. That our thought, thinking, gets us into trouble. Knowing, feeling, intuition, knowing. You can get an entire understanding in a nanosecond. You can move through something without ever having to partake. You can get an entire lifetime of an, of an experience, a karmic experience, in a nanosecond and go, oh, okay, never mind, I got it, thank you, and move right on by in advance. So that's the, this is about structural knowledge. It is about the significant structural um, basis that underlies life and our experience. And so it's to see, we're saying it's, it's to see the divine mother again. It's to see none of us would be here without the divine feminine. Yes, it requires the divine masculine. Of course it does. And yet, the basis, the nourishment, the, the structure of us being here is brought forth from the womb of the divine feminine, of the mother. And she has literally, in essence, for the last 2,000 plus years, been maligned, ridiculed, oppressed, suppressed, ignored, as if she were non-existent. Reunion, divine feminine. Strike while the iron's hot. Strike while the iron's hot. Get into alignment as quickly as possible with your soul source connection, with your divine feminine, with your intuition, with your knowing. It is paramount because that is the language of the new. The old language isn't working anymore. The old way, because it's not meant to. Okay, that was the Mars Let's look at, and Pluto, everything keeps pointing to Pluto. A woman, a woman reading tea leaves. The ability to see the signature of hidden meaning in every occurrence drawing one's attention. See, it's about the hidden things, the unseen. It's what's under it. That's not thinking, that's knowing. And its whole point is clairvoyance. To be able to hear to receive, to see, receptive force, what's not physically seen. That's masculine. That's physical. That's touch. But the unseen is intuition, knowing. It's feminine. And it's not, it's for us to recognize the importance and the value of the unseen. It is fundamentally um, far more um, accurate, required, necessary to effectuate the outcome, the life we all want. We think we're supposed to go and do it this way. 
And that was the exercise of the divine masculine and quote-unquote thinking all this time. Now they're saying receptive force, receive, higher octave, soul. What did I say I would do? What did we say we would do? Let me go about life that way. Let me see what that affords me, what unfolds, what, ava- what, what comes to be. That if I thought about it, I would never think to do it. I would never give myself permission to do it. But my soul says, hey, go right over here. It's right over Do this or don't do that. Or this, if you do it, it's going to lead to... Because it's, it's instantaneous. And it's, it is about, because I'm hearing in my mind's eye, we, it's about learning how to reconnect to it. And so once you've reconnected to it, trusting it. It's going to be, it's going to feel scary until it doesn't. And it can be from the simplest thing. You can hear, walk across the street and you follow it. You walk across the street. This happened to me in Los Angeles. Now go back across the street. And I did this like four or five times before I got a little snippy and annoyed with the unseen. And I'm like, what are you doing? You tell me to cross the street, cross the street, cross the street, cross. And their point was, we're training you. We're teaching you to listen, to trust, to go as guided. So it can be something so simple like that. And what they're doing, the unseen, your guides, spirit, source, and symphony, the whole of the whole, is guiding you to hone that muscle, that soul source connection muscle connection structure. Um, Elizabeth is saying, I love being out and about and hearing someone uh, a state that they sense the divine feminine returning, or at least wanting her to return. I smile on the inside knowing that she is already at work planting, planting her seeds in everyone's subconscious. Exactly. Right on time. Here we are. And it brings such joy because she's not, she's not to be feared. She's to be revered. She was once revered. And so in that way, it's a reunion to that reverence, to that state of being. Let me bring, um, this is 1A, because it it piggybacks on what Elizabeth was saying. They said, bridging the gap, dot, 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 of uncertainty to certainty, a closing in, a coming together, a sense of peace. And then they said, oneness, wholeness, completeness. And then I was aware of this uh, emphasis on the suffix ness, N-E-S-S. That suffix is attached to adjectives and participles, forming an abstract noun, person, place, thing. What the ness means is it's a state and condition or quality of being. So there is this closing, bridging the gap of uncertainty to certainty, a closing in, a coming together. Keep Now look at that in relation to this Mars Kazemi chart and look at how all the planets look like they're compressing in from the top and the bottom, top, left, bottom, right, and they're squeezing in because there are multiple planets that are in retrograde. You'll see a little R next to the, to the planet 
That means it's retrograde. It's going in reverse, per se. And the other ones are, of course, going forward. But there's this coming together, this closing in. Now, this it won't stay this way, but the focal point is in this natal chart for the Mars Kazemi, this reset. And the eight year, next year, 2024 is an eight year. Unity, uniting, coming together, a closing in, a coming together, a sense of peace, oneness, wholeness, completeness. This state, condition, and quality of being. It's a different state of being. It is a different octave. It is, in a way, foreign to us. For many, for 8 billion people on the planet, what they know is their divine masculine, their ego, mind, personality selves. And it runs the spectrum of where are they with their intuition, their divine feminine, their clairvoyance, their ability to connect to the unseen, to go as their soul guides, not with their ego, mind, personality, not opinion, not perspective, not experience. A blank slate that says, let me just go as guided. That's like um, revelatory. That is, for, for many, that is foreign, you know, embodied in fear because it's so foreign to them. And for others, it's like you're, you can't wait. To, you're at home. You cannot wait to be one with this energy where that is the pervasive leading energy and elements. And so let me come back to, um, we're going to move to another piece before we jump into hexagram 33. This is from, uh, it'll come back to me. Yes. Oh, uh, yes. This is from Element Astro. And so they said, introduction, Mars will conjunct the sun beginning a fresh cycle of desire that will play out over the next two years. By setting your intentions now, you have the potential to work with these energies to get what you want. Mars represents what we want and what we're willing to do to get it. Unlike Venus, who wants to connect and harmonize, Mars is willing to separate from the status quo, disrupt the party, and do what it takes to achieve its goal. Remember. Mars, Divine Masculine, to be in alignment and service to the Divine Feminine. So it's going to disrupt, it's going to break away from what was, because it already knows, to Elizabeth's point, people are already aware of it, they're talking about it, they're wanting it, or they're trying to prevent it. So Mars comes to disrupt the party and do what it takes to achieve its goals. Mars is the fire of passion burning within us. Mars is the courage to both pursue and defend what matters to us. When we find ourselves angry and frustrated, that's Mars's um, way of telling us it's time to realign with our true desires. Not ego, mind, personality, soul. When we don't know how to defend ourselves, when we lash out and attack others, when our energy is low, when we can't seem to get our needs met, it's time to get in touch with a higher expression of Mars. We're seeing this. They just had in, 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 the, in a Senate hearing in the United States, this, the epitome of running roughshod and the shadow 
of the divine uh, masculine. This kind of, oh, you know, oh, mind, all mind. There was no chivalry. There was no um, grace. It was ego, verbato, aggression. And here it's saying, get in touch with a higher expression of Mars, a higher expression. And again, it doesn't matter if you're male or female. You can be a woman and have too much too much masculine, too much aggression. And you're being called to seek a higher expression of the divine masculine. Often this involves both physical exercise and taking decisive and sustained action to change your situation. Because physical exercise will release and allow you to connect. If things are pent up, walks in nature, exercise, anything that Physical exertion will release that energy so that you're back in a harmonic state to receive receptive force. Getting the most out of any planet or transit, even the good ones, requires some intention and effort. Most of the good things in life do when you think about it. To use astrologer Austin uh, Coppock's words, Mars cuts and burns. Cutting and burning without intention or skill can result in great harm. But those same actions, when intentionally wielded, also have the potential to cook a delicious meal or power an engine. Correct discipline. Going as guided. Being in harmony. Similarly, when you make conscious choices to work with Mars, both in your natal chart and throughout its cycle, you have the potential to minimize harmful outcomes and maximize those that could bring you joy. This is again about bringing it into alignment, bringing the ego mind personality, the divine masculine, into service, into alignment and service to and with the soul, the receptive force, the divine feminine. Astrologer Adam Summer has likened Mars's cycle to the arc of Joseph Campbell's monomyth, also known as the hero's journey, the fool's card in the tarot, the, the hero's journey. The monomyth is the basic story arc of every myth of every culture throughout history. It begins with the status quo. Ho-hum, here we are. Then the hero is called to adventure. We're being called to awaken. We're being called to the new meets, so the, the hero is called to adventure, meets guides, the unseen, and they could be human, they can be earth, earth guides, but there's a huge here thing uh, present here, message here, about connecting clairvoyance, connecting to the unseen. So meet, meet guides, leaves the familiar world for a strange one inhabited by gods and monsters, battles an adversary, the adversary, the ego mind personality. It's not the person, it's not the, the person, place, or thing in our play, the other human. It's the ego mind personality is the adversary because it's been in opposition to the soul. The divine masculine has been in opposition to the divine feminine. And so here, it's talking about we battle the adversary. We're going to have to battle the ego mind personality. And then emerges with some sort of treasure and finally returns home to share this treasure with the community. 
Mars's cycle la Mars's cycles last a little over two years, and they are irregular, occurring figuratively wherever the flip they want in the zodiac. See, think about that divine masculine ego mind personality. It does whatever the flip it wants. It do, it lacks control. It is the it is the creative force, raw energy. It needs refinement. It needs the the beauty of the receptive force, the intuition, the knowing, to harness it in a way that brings about positive experiences, positive change. Um, compared to sweet Venus, Venus representing the divine feminine, whose regular cycle traces a perfect five-pointed star on the elliptic, Mars's meanderings symbolize the adventures of an unruly maverick. It doesn't mean to, to lack creativity or to lack, um, to do nothing. It means to do it in a manner that is receptive, that is harnessing that raw energy in a way that does no harm, that, it, that speaks in an octave that is far higher. Think of our electricity in your homes. That raw power comes in to, it's got transformers, it's got all of these mechanisms brings it into refinement so that by the time we plug in the toaster or the coffee maker in our homes, we can utilize it without frying ourselves. We can use it for benefit, for good, for nourishment, for enjoyment, for unity, for coming together, meals, cooking, socializing. The cycle refers to the relationship between Mars and the sun. It begins with Mars and the sun in the same portion of the sky, the conjunction, and it reaches its halfway point when Mars occupies the opposite portion of the sky from the sun, the opposition. During the five or so months surrounding either side of the opposition, Mars will cease to travel from sign to sign at its usual speed, typically about six weeks, and will station retrograde, spending much longer than usual in one 15-degree area of the zodiac. This is the area of life where the hero will encounter the adversary in battle. Once this period is complete, Mars and the Sun spend the next year or so traveling back to each other until they meet again in a different part of the sky. This represents the journey home. The integration of the treasure and the discovery of a new status quo, a new way of being, from which an entirely new adventure can begin. So the beauty of this Mars Kazemi and this first in 32 years cycle, not since 1991, everything pointing to Pluto. And then here at, on the, the Lot of Fortune, let me just bring up the sign really quickly, um, the chart again. So you see just here the blue points are pointing and they're right at Pluto at 28 um, degrees. Just to the right of it is the circle with this X in it at four degrees. That's the lot of fortune. So that is 
The Sabian symbol for that degree of the lot of fortune is five degrees Aquarius. Aquarius. A council of ancestors is seen implementing the efforts of a young leader. The root foundation of past performances, which power and sustain whatever decision is made in a crisis by an individual. The whole past of mankind stands behind any individual effort, especially in times of critical decisions. The endeavor of the priests who built the California missions had behind it the whole past of Catholic proselytizing, i.e. the attempt to bring, quote, the good news to all the people of the earth. Every individual is far more dependent upon the strength of their ancestors' achievements or oppressed by their failures and lack of vision than they usually believe. What this is saying is we stand on the shoulders of giants. Individually, you stand on the shoulder of all your past incarnations, of all your past karma. And they have a far more uh, intricate power and presence in our individual lives, just as they do in our collective. And thereby, are we standing on their the ancestors' achievements or oppressed by their failures? Reversal of fortune, karma. This can mean a hidden foundation of in individual strength. So when we tap into our soul source connection, when we tap into that, we can change things in an instance because we expand ourselves to realize it's just not me, this human, in, in a physical body, having this ego mind personality, I think, you know, life experience. It is everything that is unseen is a part of me. What did my soul say it would do? What am I to accomplish? And when I, ego mind personality, get out of the way, when I align that, with my, with my soul, with the unseen, a hidden foundation of individual strength manifests, appears, comes to the forefront. If I don't do that, the inertia of a tradition unable to transcend its limited origins occurs, meaning I'm blocked, I'm stuck. I, I reap that experience. I reap what I sow. I reap that experience as, a re as opposed to reaping the benefit, the purity of my soul. It talks about this last symbol. It suggests that in many situations, reliance upon precedence will enable the aspirant to greatness, to tap the power of their deepest roots. It will lead us to greatness. We just have to tap in. It will lead us to our deepest roots, to the, the greatest aspect of ourselves. That's what's on offer. In order to receive that, it's receptive. It's divine feminine. It's nourishment. It's, it's mother's milk, literally. Soma, wisdom. Not thought doesn't mean we don't need healthy ego mind personality. We do. It doesn't mean we throw the baby out with the bathwater. We don't. We keep the very best of it. 
we stand on the shoulders of what came before us. So as we move into the Aquarian matriarchal divine feminine reunion, we stand on the shoulders of giants of what came before it. And then it's up to us to divine clairvoyance, to listen, to move forward in a way that is so expansive that it's, it's epic. It is epic change. So let me bring in uh, the second thing the unseen gave us, and this came up with uh, Jennifer as well. Um, it's the song Escape. It's known as the Pina Colada song. It's by Rupert Holmes. And they said, soul self, ego, mind, personality self. This reunion, this discovery, all that's new. N-E-W and then K-N-E-W, like what we knew. Knowing. And the song, which is beautiful, is, you know, Divine Masculine, Divine Feminine. She places an article in the personals. They're, they have, they're, they're two ships passing in the night, basically. Think of this song from the standpoint, again, of your soul self, your ego mind personality self. He answers the ad and says, oh, I love all of those things, and says, let's meet. When they both arrive, they say, oh, it's you, not realizing that they love what the other one loves. They desire what the other one desires. It's about that relationship, soul self and ego mind personality self coming to realize that they're, they're not adversaries. They do love the same things. They want the same things. It's just what's the formula that creates the magic that allows that to happen. And since we've been doing something for 2,000 plus years, you know, it's that old expression, how's that working out for you? Might we suspend that and say, okay, let me go investigate this. Let me go. And you can see my cheeks. I'm smiling from the inside out because it, it's, it brings such joy to me that that exists and that that opportunity is present for us all. That's where this is all going. So let's look in at hexagram 33, retreat. It's action, disengage. See, to disengage in the way we've been. It's hidden influences, 44, coming to meet, encounter. We're going to come to meet. This reunion, this divine feminine aspect, this new. Its underlining cause is approach to advance. And our first quote is this beautiful, content in your power, you have no need to engage the obstacle. And you see in the image this person with a baseball bat, basically, and this massive sign that says ego. Content in your power, receptive. You have everything you need. You are all powerful. Content in your power, you have no need to engage the obstacle. 
a quarrel. And I love this. This is the second one. Um, a quarrel is quickly settled when deserted by one party. There is no battle unless there be two. And this is a quote by Seneca. The first one was by Carrie Hone at CafeOSoul.com. And this is a ram. If you've ever watched any of these, uh, the rams and deer and other, where they lock horns and they are fighting for the turf and the, you know, there is this, a quarrel is quickly settled when deserted by one party. That can be external. That can also be internal. This battle between the soul and the ego mind personality. Well, it's quickly settled when one, when deserted by one party. Meaning, okay, ego mind personality, let's be quiet for a moment. Let the soul lead. There is no battle unless there be two. You need not have an internal battle. Um, the idea of not embroiling in a cornerstone of a Taoist, uh, the idea of not embroiling is a cornerstone of Taoist philosophy. In dreams, we see how all symbols and even the characters mirror aspects of ourselves that we are examining and either adopting or discarding. Because the hidden influence is coming to get, coming to meet, we can see that a situation calling for retreat is a heavily charged one. We give charge to a situation that pushes our buttons. But coming to meet always brings us face-to-face with the transformative opportunity of the shadow. Pluto is churning up all that's been unseen so that we can see the transformative opportunity of the shadow. The fact that there is so much charge makes the object of, of your inquiry an important one. However, you cannot force your will on the situation because it is teaching you something. It is better to step back and reflect on what it is that you are learning. Not embroiling means not to throw more fuel on the fire. See, it's not more thought. It's not more aggression. It's not more force. It's to step back, to receive, to listen, so that we can see things clearly, more clearly. Emotional reactions between people stoke a fire that can burn out of control. The underlining cause of advance shows the opposite of what you need to do in this situation. Now it is time to retreat or disengage. When you engage an obstacle, you only give it more power. The same holds true for negative thinking because you give those ideas credibility due to the charge you carry with you. You can actually stalk adversity by looking for it. So you can double down on that. But there's no need to do that. Backing down does not mean you fail because it can create greater success. If you can step back, perhaps you can discover a win-win solution. Retreat is not a sign of failure, but of a well-thought-out pathway to success. This is this moment of joy and stillness. So let me bring up this. The joy of stillness. Nothing held nothing lost. The ease of transparency. Truth is transparent. It speaks for itself. So the joy of stillness is nothing's held, nothing's lost. There's transparency in it. And so you receive this greater 
benefit because you're not forcing, you're not pushing. You're in the receptive. You're receiving. You're receiving wisdom, humility, grace, empowerment, stillness, which all leads to joy. So mindful of the time, I want to bring up our uh, mantra for this, which is, I go as guided. This is our mantra from here on out. There will be other mantras, but from here on out, this is a foundation mantra. I go as guided. Because that means my ego, mind, personality is in service to, is working with my soul source connection. And my soul source are leading. I go as guided. I don't go as I think. I go as I know. Because thinking and knowing are two different things. And when we say, oh, I know something, meaning you can, I, I hope that it's very subtle, but it's very profound. I know it can be from an ego mind personality, a thinking, a head space. Oh, I know that to be true. Do you? Because knowing is, is a, it's a knowing. It's an all-encompassing knowing. It, it's not thought. It's everything. It's ego, mind, personality, heart, soul. Everything is aligned. And it's a knowing. And it requires no expression. Meaning we don't have to defend it. It's transparent. It speaks for itself. So there are two different types of knowing. We want to be in the soul knowing, the divine feminine, the receptive knowing. So with that, let me just see if I, um, item three, they said changing lanes feels like the first time. It's the song from Foreigner. We're changing lanes and it's going to feel like it's the first time. It's going to feel very new to us. Um, and last but not least, they said, when you open, all obstacles disappear. So when we open to the receptive, to the, the reunion of the divine feminine, when we go as guided, all obstacles disappear. Because eventually we will overcome the ego mind, the fear that the ego mind personality creates. We will harness the fear for the energy that it is to transcend. Because fear either immobilizes or propels us. And we are being propelled into the new. So thank you all so, so much for this, uh, for your time and everything, for this two-year journey that we've been on. And, you know, and for everything that's coming up, it's so spectacular. And I love you all and your presence and your energy. And I cannot, place in the comments, if you will, please, what is your knowing for this reunion with the Divine Feminine? Whatever that may be, it might be a hope, it might be a wish, it might be whatever it is. Place in the in the show comments on, on Facebook on the thread. What do you know about this reunion with the Divine Feminine? Love you all so much. Cannot wait to see you because next week, 11 23 Very powerful. Look forward to seeing you all. Until then, be well and be incredibly kind and generous with yourselves. 
You've been listening to Dear James Live. Gain intuitive insight, answers, and advice to your life questions and so much more by tuning in next week and visiting DearJames.com.